to the podcast. We are doing something very different for season 10. It's going to be just more free. It's very loungy. We're getting um, our guests to come in later on at night. It's just going to be so much more fun. To be honest, it's just going to be amazing. Anyway, so we're doing something different. It's when it's Wednesday, and uh, Rusk and I have been talking about a few things that are on our mind. And a lot of people want to know, like, what's going on with you guys? We want to know what's going on. So we just got back from a trip to St. Croix, and we were in St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands, because Rusk and I um, have been investors on a hotel out there since what what year, hon? 2018. Summer summer of 2018, July to be exact. So this was a project that uh, a couple partners and I had taken upon after I had sold the shop and the property about six months later, and uh, they had tipped me off to a potential opportunity zone investment that was just recent new legislation passed by the, the president at that time, and it was a good way to mitigate, defer some taxes uh, for the sale of the property. So I decided to you know, take a look at it and and it seemed like a great deal. It was two old hotels in St. Croix, one in, in located in King in uh, Christiansted, St. Croix. Named the hotel is called King Christian. Oh, and it's a fabulous, fabulous. beautiful now, now hotel. Now it's fabulous. Back then, it was literally a motel. It was not. I wouldn't even. But rate it's it. almost what three hundred years old. Yes, it dates back to the yeah. early seventeen hundreds. Right. And there are some pictures from the nineteenth century, where you can see the original building, and obviously it's come a long way since then. But even up to the time before we had started on the renovations, uh, it was really in bad shape. At least, at least, yeah. and I had gone out there in uh, the fo- uh, the following year because by the time they closed the property, and by the time you know it's it's the it's the Caribbean right, islands, right. things move a little bit slower out there. And so we had gone out there the next spring in 2019, and we met a couple of the partners, and you know it was it was the it was the kind of place where one of the partners actually literally picked us up at the airport and handed us handed us a bar of soap, mm-hmm. and because they knew how we rolled, <laughs> and he says, I, "Rusk, it's not it's not your kind of place." And so he we're very bougie. Yeah, we're, we're very bougie. bougie. So he has and a bar of soap. By we, so, I mean Rusk. And I said, <laughs> and so I said, "What's this for?" He goes, "Man, we don't have any soap at the hotel yet." I said, "Oh my God." I looked at Lisa. What Babe, the hell I we... bet you people think that in our relationship, I'm the one that's bougie oh, and no, I'm the yeah, one that's no. like super demanding. And it's not no. that, guys. I'm the one that I, will I, go I, with yeah, the flow. The worst, yeah. And Russ needs to be bougie. I don't like, I don't go with the flow. You have to All tell me. All the way. You have to tell me when the flow starts <laughs> and when I should stop. That's so true. Because most of the time, I just want to create my own flow. Get on the bandwagon. <laughs> Get on your bandwagon. Okay. So. We had uh, gone out there, take a look at it, had a lot to do. Um, and over, over time, over the last five years, COVID obviously slowed things down to renovations in terms of uh, supply, labor. We had went back a couple years later, yeah, and they were about halfway done with it. And now it's turned into an amazing property. It is. With the bars, Gorgeous. restaurants, uh, the pool has been renovated. The rooms have been uh, completely rehabbed. They've expanded the hotel a little bit. It's it's honestly the premier hotel, and I'm not biased, beautiful. but it's beautiful. The uh, the guy that was in charge of that was a guy named Chris Pardo. He's a he's such an amazing architect, right? An amazing designer. Like his aesthetic is something I so subscribe to. I am super. I'm like a 
big super fan of Chris Pardo. Yeah, a lot of a lot of geometric uh, designs, yeah. tiles, a lot of asymmetry to the color contrast. Color contrast. A little that. bit of color blocking. Right. He has a room in this hotel, guys. It is like called the cock the. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say the. I cock call it the room. library. It's room. not, but it's called the peacock the room. Peacock room, right? And it's peacock inspired and so you'll see all the colors of the peacock yep. there's peacocks everywhere it's so beautiful and you'll see it on my instagram if you're following me at the alicia underscore shit hold on at the underscore alicia e you will see some of those things that i posted because it's such a beautiful gorgeous room it's a yes. room yeah and that used to just be a little game room with the pool yeah, table yeah it was yeah and uh the little game that you play with the little hockey and the uh, those guys, you spin the spin the. Oh, I can't remember what the foosball, oh, foosball, foosball. Right, yeah, there yeah. We go. And uh, so that's that's all gone. It's amazing yeah, it's, what they've done with that it's hotel. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Uh, and it's it's a great place called Cream Christian Hotel. And there's another property on the north side of the island, off the coast, that is called the Waves. The and, Waves at Cane Bay. And that's a great romantic kind of little hotel. It's a little boutique hotel. It's yeah, only two stories. Sure. Great for weddings or after wedding parties. Couples, Couples getaways, right. Jamal. When you get a girlfriend. Which, by the way, y'all, if y'all are looking for a boyfriend, I have a guy here. <laughs> it's available. And he's a great, great guy, guys. I will endorse. I endorse. How about that? Whose phone is going off? Oh, seriously? Epic fail. Epic fail. <laughs> this is where you take a girlfriend, Jamal. This place, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. The ama... Hold on, it's the waves, and then the ho the restaurant is called the Ama at Cane Bay, and it's a beautiful, gorgeous place. And you'll see in my videos, in my Instagram, that it's so so pretty. Yeah. So that was we we just came back from that trip. We went to check out the finished product. Yeah. You know, we were kept in the loop. The we're doing time. couples trips a lot now, right, yes, baby? Right. And you know why? Kids are older, <laughs> and they don't want to come with us <laughs> they anymore. Don't want to come. <laughs> We used to drag our kids along on our, on our travels, and all of a sudden, they're just like, uh. It was fun traveling with them, but it's also kind of nice. We where don't want to come with you guys You don't have to anymore. worry about them anymore. What happened to the red wine? Babe, talk a little bit about what we're drinking. We're drinking the 2016 Barolo, which is a, a region. So Barolo's not the region. Barolo is a sub-region of the area in northwest Italy, close to the Swiss and French borders of Piedmont. And they're known for a particular grape, red grape called Nebbiolo. Oh it's by goodness. far this my favorite so grape varietal. It's a highly tannic, medium to high acid, heavy on the red fruit, and it's just it's it's just silky, it's sexy, it's always elegant, and it ages very well. I mean this is this is a barrel this is excuse me, this is a Burgundian Pinot Noir on steroids, in my opinion, because it has elevated tannins. And I like tannins. A lot of people don't I like tannins. It. I like that grippiness on the gums. I like that sandpaper feel. I feel like it adds an extra component to wine where most people want the tannins to be integrated, where they want to feel it anymore. So it's almost like a contradiction yeah. in terms because when you're looking for silky wine, you're looking for a wine that doesn't have elevated tannins, but this wine does both. You get the uh, silkiness and you get the tannic structure. And you know what? I feel like I'm drinking Italy. Oh, this, yeah, for sure. I feel yeah. Italy when I drink right. this. 
Or like when I'm drinking like a like a Brunello di Montalcino, like yes. for me that feels like oh my god, right. I'm back in Italy. Well, it's, it's very similar to and Brunello. Drinking Brunello is a San Giovese grape, and they have very similar characteristics oh, uh, okay. in terms of its style and structure. So that's why you feel like you're deal- drinking a San Giovese Brunello. And uh, this oh, is this beautiful. is one of the penultimate regions of of. How did you pick this wine, by the way? Because this is the wine for tonight. How did you pick that one? Well, this, like I like I said, Barolo is my favorite subregion. Okay. And I like the Nebbiolo grape style. I like the way they grow it. I like how it can age and it can be light. Most most uh, red fruit forward wines don't age very well, mm-hmm. with the exception of mm-hmm. Burgundy. I mean, there is Grenache too. But most of the people that think of red wines that age are thinking of a lot of combinations of red, black, and blue fruit. This one doesn't have a lot of black and blue. I don't like the herbaceousness. I don't like the green pyrazines that you typically get like in a Bordeaux. I think like you're drinking green bell pepper and you don't. No, not and at this, all. This kind of does not, ha- this this is sans that aspect of red wine. That's why mm-hmm. I like it. But, you know, there's it's, no right or wrong in wine. No, Everyone has their own personal preference. And honestly, I can't drink regular wine now because now you spoiled That me. part of your booze. <laughs> that part I am. Babe, okay, so do you have a competitive instinct? Oh, I'm extremely competitive. And is there like a quest for you to be the best? Oh, yeah, all the that time. That is a question that came up when I was um, researching a little bit of a, like couples uh, therapy. And I think that's one of the things that always pops up when it comes up with couples. They're competitive. And if they're not competitive at the same level, there's always a problem. Yes. I, I, but I can understand you that. and I are competitive at the same level. At the same level, for sure. And we've always been that way ever since yeah, the very we, beginning. we just don't like being mediocre at anything. And when things don't no. work out for us or things that didn't go as we thought they would go, it, right. it, 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 we, we beat ourselves up we over do. it. We do. We, right? As much as I want to say that I'm like wiser at 47 years old, I still beat myself up when yeah. I don't succeed at something. Sure. Well, we just and didn't. I don't succeed at a lot of things, but I never really talk about that because I hate reviewing my right. failures and hate talking about when I don't succeed. Well, I think you've gotten a lot better at that, just kind of moving on from <laughs> things know. that don't work out well. I've always kind of, when it doesn't work out well, I beat myself up over for a few hours and then I kind of get over and realize. I want to be that way. I want to be that way where I don't dwell on my failures for days, because it's days for yeah, me. It is, Sometimes yeah, it it's is weeks. Days, yeah. yep. You get through things in hours, and then by the next day, you're like done and you're yep. over, and then you're on to the next thing. I can't. I can't. I have to review every single thing that went wrong. Yeah, no, it's it's just you just have to. Uh, I'm not asking. I'm not telling you what you have to do. I'm just saying that just, we we both we both don't take uh, failure or loss well, Mm-mm. and one of us just moves on a little bit faster than the other, but at the I end, I think men do. I well, I, I, I don't think know. women. You're dwell. probably gonna find some women to disagree. Maybe, with yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a generalization. Right. That might and be. I just think that you need to uh, just have to learn from your failures. The same thing is just a real basic philosophy in life. I know, but I can't. I can't yeah. because you know what? For me, it's like, what did I not do right? Why did I not prepare? Why did I not think that you know think this through enough? Why did I? It's always going back to why did I not prepare? Why did I not think it through? Um, well, there's a lot of things that are always out of our control. Things that we hope that by 
Take but I'm a control freak. I should right. be able to control all of the factors you can because you can. that go into right. a decision making. I mean, for example, we have a property in the market that was on the market longer than we thought it yes, would. Yes, and yes, And we decided that we were going to cover all angles. We analyzed the market. We the did. The neighborhood was a little sketchy. Yeah. Uh, but we thought that we can overcome that sketchiness by uh, adding, the ma- by replacing the major yeah. future assets for a buyer, which was yeah. the AC. yeah. Uh, the insulation, insulation, uh, the plumbing, the electrical. electrical. We had all new appliances. Right. The only thing we didn't uh, replace was the roof because we were told the roof was still in, in decent shape. But we left that up for negotiation. We instructed our agent. Yes, of course. Uh, that you know that roof can always be something that could be uh, replaced if necessary. But the majority of the assets uh, of the poten- the assets of improvement for this particular project we had replaced. But the mark the yeah. house was still in the market for over thirty days. And this was a particularly ethnic demographic that yes. we thought that we A-leaf. could tap into yeah. a leaf and that are very practical minded mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. this ethnicity. Like we are. We're right. very practical so we, minded people. We thought that finally that, I mean, we thought that these, these, uh, this particular ethnicity could look into and see these improvements yes. and then probably overlook necessarily that the house was 20 years older yeah. Than the adjacent neighborhood, which had twenty-year newer homes, even though we're in the same price range, but just weren't renovated. Right. But it right, was that right, psychology right. that we kept coming up against that a twenty-year-old newer home mm-hmm. uh, may not have the renovations, but it's still newer. And it was that psychological hump that that we did not. Well, I had, I had, I had the feeling, but I didn't think it would take necessarily this long. Well, you know, finally until last night we got a contract for it, but it took this long. I know, but it took a long time. Like we finished this literally right before spring break because we wanted that time. And it's already May. We didn't get an offer on it. We did not, uh, we could not get this property sold as much as we tried and promoted it and did everything we could to make it super, super, um, available super desirable for the people in that neighborhood we couldn't get it sold um and that that's it bugged us it, it, because we thought it we, we, we thought we thought that we had covered us. all angles of it and we even left a sign in the living room that said hey seller willing to make modifications to suit a buyer's needs and that didn't make a difference didn't for a lot a of people. Either, right? So we thought that the only the only remaining issue on that house was possibly the roof. It was maybe ten. It was it was at, it was uh, determined that the roof was probably yeah. the ten to fifteen years. So it's kind of halfway through mm-hmm. its life. But oh, I didn't. But there's you know a certain limit that you can do so on the true, on the yeah. capital expenditure side without mm-hmm. going overboard. Mm-hmm. And we we left that one alone. And I think people who have heard us before in previous episodes know that we're flippers. We flip. We are investors. We find homes. And uh, uh, the one we just most recently was an A-Leaf. And we really tried really hard on that one. And uh, for, for people like us who are super competitive and, like, really set goals for ourselves, it's been it's been a ride because 2020 was great. We did amazing. We bought houses. We sold them. We sold them even on the same freaking day that they were on on the right. listing. Right. Um, so we were super happy and excited about that. And we continued doing that. And then 2021 happened. Uh, stuff started to slow down. We were still doing okay. And then 2022 kicked our butt and we were like, okay, we're not doing this anymore. This is really yeah, right. just, it, it, it just affected, I think it affects me 
Um, we, t- we took a break in 2022. In a way that right. I was just like, okay, I just can't do, I just can't keep doing this because it is right. stressful. Like you're managing contractors, you're managing negotiations, you're managing roofers, uh, tile people, carpenters. There's right. a lot that goes into that. Yep. Um, you deal with a lot of like the taxes. You deal with the negotiations with the um, with the homeowners association or whatever else comes along along the way. I deal with a lot of like the contractors issues and then scheduling right. and so many of them were so busy during COVID and they couldn't come. Right. I mean, there's a lot that happens. It's 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 like, like people say, oh, I want to be a flipper. I want to be an investor. It's a lot of work. Yep. And it isn't all cut out to be. Like there's great moments, but there's a lot of lows right. that happen it's too. It's like any business. There's pros and cons to it all. I mean, there's challenges and trials and tribulations. But, you know, we just don't like losing at things. And I think that's why we decided that we need to take a breather take for a little, little while. Take a little breather, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was good. It was good because in 2023 came along or 20, no, at the end of 2022, we bought a few houses. Um, and then 2023, we decided, okay, let's do a few flips again. Let's go back and let's get in there yeah, again. Yeah, we, we got that itch back. We need to do something. We had to keep ourselves busy. So we, we took on a few projects and here we are. They're all in the market. They're all under contract. And it's kind of working out a little bit better than honestly, I, I hope because with interest rates being double what they were, just a year, year and a half ago, I thought it'd definitely be a more challenging market. But you learn as you go in any any business. You have more experience. Capitalize on that experience. Mm-hmm. You make adjustments. Mm-hmm. You pivot. And and uh, you know, some sometimes it still doesn't work out, but it's been working out. I love that. So next time we come and we get and uh, chat it up, we'll tell you guys how these two houses continue. Yeah.